Dad, let's talk some football now. Let's talk about the level of talent we're going to see on the field tonight. Uh, couldn't get any better than tonight. We've got the two most dynamic players in all of college football ready to put their special mark on this title game. In TC and Jake. We have one more chance to see something uniting and very, very exciting. Both these players will bring you to the edge of your sofa. Both these players are going to try to bring a title to their football team. Hey folks, it's me, TC Fleming. I have a totally normal voice. I don't think it's worth remarking on. And uh, I'm talking to Ben Muth. Ben, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Going pretty good. I didn't realize that you blew out your pipes cheering on Sam Hartman. See, it's your opinion that this is not how I always sound? <laughs> I would say this is a unique one for, for you. Um, you know, I, I haven't been listening to The Freak religiously, so don't know if this is you know the new the new radio voice but um yeah i assumed it was just you know watching you know really just cheering against the united states military let uh let us got you a little under the weather right now <laughs> <laughs> no no my kid got me sick i know you're uh you know we only correspond through these podcasts essentially and you you live out of state now so i'm occasionally surprised by life updates you were uh, suddenly married, so do, do you have like four children now or something? Nope, nope, still, still just us, me and the me and the missus. Um, we got two dogs, so you know we, we got that going on, which is nice. But no, no kids. Yeah, dogs not really big vectors of disease like human children. Human children I, much worse on that count. Yeah, um, I, I believe it. Yeah, so I don't know. I just been, it's been quite an off season. Would you agree? You know, I um, I try to stay out of the, the muck. You know, I don't I don't get too deep into that stuff. Um, I assume it's you know business as usual, and we're here to talk about you know an incredible 2023 season across college football. Um, no, <laughs> no major developments to discuss. Uh, you know, I'll even feel free to talk about Sam Hartman as much as you want. I think <laughs> maybe we just do an hour and a half on Notre Dame, maybe, and call it call it a day. Uh, I did love, and you know, you you tweeted out your thoughts. I, I maybe you're talked out on this, but I, I don't think you've had an opportunity in the podcast format to really flesh out your opinions on the uh, Northwestern hazing scandal. I was just <laughs> enjoying your hazing coverage throughout. I, it's not fresh news, but if if you want to give it a full go, I'm I'm interested in everything you have to say. Yeah, I mean, so here's what I'll say: like the first allegations that came out, um, really not a big deal. Um, you know, the car wash, um, having to walk to a bunch of naked fat guys turning around. I mean, that's just, that's good old fashioned fun. It's, it's not something that I've ever done, but I heard it and I'm like, yeah, that sounds funny. Um, maybe it's cause I'm a weird fat guy who enjoys weird fat guy shit. I think was how one person described that, but that seemed very much in the, uh, in the realm of, you know, typical stuff. Um, shrekking, you know, the dry humping seems a little weird, but again, not out of line with uh, with what I heard. Um, frankly, whoever the quarterback was who um, didn't want to do the naked QB exchange, he might be a little homophobic. I got a little bit of that from that story. Um, what's the big deal? Naked QB center exchange. That doesn't seem bad. Um, yeah, the one guy who got held underwater, that seemed a bit much. I thought Yeah. I was I was with it for a lot of it until there was the underwater shrekking, um, which did seem a bridge too far. But really, I mean, the moral of the story is, you know, don't go one and eleven the year that shrekking comes out. You know, if if, if Northwestern yeah. had gone nine and three, you know, and had one of the better Pat Fitzgerald years and, you know, won the holiday bowl, I don't think I don't think this takes them down. That sounds right, but it, like you're saying, like uh this is all normal course of business hazing stuff, but I think that if if you just ever find yourself unlucky enough to be in a situation where someone is explaining to the president of the university what kind of hazing stuff you do, like those guys, like certainly you acknowledge that there's a world of people who understand this stuff and a world of people who don't, and university presidents are generally pulled from the world of <laughs> the people who don't. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they also wouldn't understand like, you know, I mean, like literally anything that the dudes do, like, you know, it's like, oh, they made you 
drink an 18 pack of beer and watch Roadhouse? Like, is that hazing? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing the university president doesn't understand that, but that's just, you know, that's good times. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I get let, you know, different world than, you know, I've been played for gosh, almost 20 years now, um, 15 years. And I guess it's, you know, a little bit different world as far as that goes, but you know, it's never when, when the hazing stories come out, it's never like, you know, Oh, this guy was, you know, honorable mention all conference. And you know, he felt it was, it was too far. It's usually guys that are not very happy because they're not playing. Um, and they're going to, you know, they're going to transfer out anyway. And, you know, they take, you know, they take some people down with them on, on the way out. And um, it doesn't seem like the whistleblowers ever go on to great success at other schools. Um, you know, I don't remember Craig James Jr. or whatever Craig James's kid's yeah. name was um, really lighting it up wherever his next stop was. Um, yeah, it just it is what it is. It's, you know, hey, I get it. Someone had to take the fall and, you know, Pat Fitzgerald. You know, it's not like he was lighting the world on fire anymore as a coach, so it probably is best to move on. But, like, you know, this also isn't, you know, like the Bishop Sycamore coach, you know, like, or something. Like, this isn't like, oh, my God, like, Pat Fitzgerald, hopefully we'll never have another job, you know, around young men again. It's like, all right, like, all right, he got fired. Wasn't ideal, but, like, let's not, you know, let's not act like Pat Fitzgerald's some monster because, you know, some guys on this team were, <laughs> were dry humping guys and calling it trekking. Do you, uh, do you have any notable memories of uh, hazing during your playing time? No, nothing. I mean, like nothing, nothing big. Like, you know, older guys would stretch naked in the locker room, like the first day of camp, you know, mm-hmm. so, or like in just in a jock strap. So you're just like, Oh, that's a little uncomfortable, but like, you know, it's kind of funny after like the first day. Um, and that usually would only last three days. Um, yeah, I mean nothing, you know, I was in a frat too in college and you know, even that like wasn't real hazing, you know, there's just not a lot of real hazing at Stanford. Um, yeah, you can yeah, see it's that. Just, yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a part of it. Um, like, you know, I'm like, I think the, the like most intense thing we had to do was like, you know, young guys had to buy like, you know, all the locker room supplies for the older guys. So like, you know, lotion, shampoo, soap, stuff like that. And, you know, when you're broke college kid, that's like a little bit annoying. And, you know, when you have to run out and get, you know, you know, somebody would send you back because you got the wrong kind of lotion, you know, four times. But, you know, that's not nothing, nothing physical um, as far as that stuff goes. And, uh, you know, and no dry humping, um, which again, whatever um no naked qb center exchanges but i would have been down with that that's not bad um Yay. thank god there weren't any naked pull-ups because i don't think i could do a pull-up when i was a freshman in college so um that would have been embarrassing to not do a pull-up while you're naked but um other than that yeah there's nothing nothing that really stands out it's just exciting to hear how big of an ally for the gay community you are <laughs> standing mean, up for their ability to make <laughs> quarterback exchanges I'm just saying, like, it's just, hey, it's just two dudes, you know, little little skin-on-skin contact, not nothing nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything sexual about the quarterback center exchange, and to be weirded out by it means that you probably just aren't comfortable with um, two dudes touching each other at all. And, yeah, frankly, a little, little hateful is was, was my read on it. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this is, like, uh, extremely common, or surely I'm not the only one, but I, I do remember – the first year of football, the coach giving us a good 15 minutes of, uh, hey, if you want to play this game, I need my quarterback's finger to be up the asshole of the center. Like he was That's descriptive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's 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 not a lot of room for space. I mean, that's that's how it goes. You know, like you press the back of your palm pretty much right in the guy's taint. And that's that's the only way to do it. You know, there's there's not some alternate. Well, I mean, I guess the shotgun, maybe whoever invented the shotgun formation was a little bit, you know, a little yeah. bit homophobic. But, you know, spread offenses. Um, interesting to look at interesting if we, <laughs> yeah. if we can go back in the day on that. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm a great Pat Fitzgerald lover and, you know. His teams kind of sucked, and they played an unappealing style of football. So I'm not like heartbroken over it, but like when they were like when people were like had the pitchforks out for that, like it was like all right, like 
that's not like you hear worse stories for like women's soccer hazing. You uh, at the time said that uh, this is your true crime stories, like the oh, way yeah. the way that some uh, women especially take to true crime. That you you have that sort of appetite for hazing. I just I wonder uh, if you do you keep like a, a list of your favorites. Do you, do you have your uh, your top hazing incidents? Um, I mean the Harvard Women Swim one. Did you read that on the Athletic? I don't that think was I a did. good one. I don't think I've ever read a, a single article about the Harvard's women's swimming program. <laughs> well, let's, you know, it was, it was not great. Um, there was, there was some hazing too. And, you know, just some, a lot of body shaming stuff coming out of there, which, you know, I'm not for, but I did hate really dive deep. <laughs> yeah. You do hate to see that really did dive deep into that. Um, I mean, I guess this goes past hazing and more into, you know, institutional abuse, but like, I I did enjoy a lot of the stories that came out of the Maryland um, death um, investigation. That was you know, a lot. Um, yeah, that that was a lot. I mean, obviously, yeah, a close we, personal we, friend of yours, the uh, the man that <laughs> killed the child. <laughs> you know, I think I think he's a good football coach. I'll uh, I'll stand by that. And you know, like him showing the videos of like the lions eating during um like eating prey during like you know training table like that's. I mean, some people yeah, like, that's like, oh, like that's that's sick, but that's like, I think that's hilarious, and especially no, like that's... knowing Coach Durkin, I'm like, that's fucking, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just that's called leadership, or you know, the <laughs> yeah. guy missed weight and he had to sit there and eat Snickers while everyone else ran, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. <laughs> Excuse me. Like it's it's like a culture of fear and intimidation, but it's like obviously, like it's you know, Division One football, like you know, fear and intimidation. like. You don't think Nick Saban coaches with fear and intimidation? Like, where yeah. do you draw the line? And obviously, you know, the kid dying was was terrible. But like, too he ran twenty one hundred. He ran twenty hundred yard sprints. Like, that's like an average workout. Like, it's just shit happens. You know? Yeah. I mean, that sounds really bad now that I'm hearing myself say it out loud. But also, just, not the conclusion that the Maryland administration came to. <laughs> I, I mean, but they they had to come to that. I mean, it, it, it's again if. DJ Durkin and maybe turned it around a little quicker and they had won, you know, you know, if they played against everybody like they played against Texas, you know, maybe, maybe that's a different finding in that investigation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for him to get to sweeping that under the rug, you'd have to do much better than he did last year at Texas A&M, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be something that gets brought up a lot, especially with Petrino. Um, and Jimbo, that whole that whole staff is um, what a staff. There's a lot going. There's a lot going down down there. Uh, you know what though? I'm rooting for them. I'm, I'm rooting for the Aggies. Light up the cum jars. Let's uh, I, let's uh, have a good season. I'm rooting for them to have exactly the kind of season they did last year. That's one of my favorite A and M seasons of all time. <laughs> That's exactly how they need to be every year. Just high profile coach falling flat on his face. Uh, the big recruits all leaving in mass after like multiple discipline incidents. It's just, it's perfect. I love it. And I, I can't, you know, the prospect that we might have it again, back to back that boy, there'd be some real nerds asking themselves some tough questions at that point. I so, just, so you will not be lighting up the cum jar in solidarity no, with the, no. uh, with no. the brothers. I don't think so. Um, as an avid consumer of hazing news, uh, what, what was your stance on the uh, Minnesota story? Like, you know, you, oh. you like reading hazing stuff, but kind of seemed to me like something not really worth reporting on. Like, it seemed like the yeah. headline was a uh, football coach coaches football. Yeah, like that was it's like, <laughs> what was uh, I do like his thing where it's like, how are you doing today? And if people said anything, but what is it exceptional? Was, was that the uh, answer? Elite, I think. Elite, elite, anything but elite was the wrong answer. Like, that's just, yeah, that's just classic football guy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like, him getting upset about it. I'm doing like, elite. You doing? Good. Yeah, I'm doing elite. It's like, there it is. There. I can just see him motherfucking people for not saying elite because they're, you know, it's two a days and it's 5 30 in the morning and you're just exhausted and you say, I'm all right, coach. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck did you but, just say to me? <laughs> what what did you just are, are you fucking serious with that bullshit <laughs> what a sport yeah i can't even 
Yeah, like I can't even remember what the other ones were. Like, you uh, know. there was the one that really stood out to me is like, I don't know what you're doing here. Was uh, they they had some slogan that was basically like, you know, the team before the individual, and mm-hmm. someone was like aghast of like, they want me to lose my sense of self. Like, yeah, dude, it's oh a football program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. You know, you're not prime time. We have a, a record number of people in therapy, I would think. I would assume that that percentage is going up all the time. And I think that some of the messages they're getting in there might clash with the best practices of the football coaches they're going to. And I, I anticipate that this sort of thing will only go in one direction. We'll see more and more of it as time goes along. But I don't know. There's never going to be uh, 100% of people getting exposed to these kind of ideas. And I'm confident that Nick Saban will continue to find the athletic other ones and uh, be able to, to figure something out. Um, yeah, that's, that's the other thing too. It's just like, you know, I know I touched on earlier, but you know, there's a hundred guys on a football team every year. Like, and if you're not going 13 and 0, um, everyone has a bitch. Why am I not playing more? You know, why, you know, why am I getting yelled at more? Like just, you know, why does he like fucking Steve more than me? Whatever it is. And like, it only takes, you know, three guys a year bitch and moan to the you know to the media and all of a sudden oh this is a toxic culture because yes every college football program is a little bit of a toxic culture like if you define toxicity as like highly accountable um you know physical punishments as far as you know running till exhaustion or like you know whatever yeah like they were complaining about bear crawls yeah like are you on a fucking division one football team bear crawls like oh my god i remember the last walt harris year we had to do um a hundred yards of bear crawls for every five yards of offensive penalties. And a we only won one game that year. So a lot of bear crawls, but I just remember, you know, there'd be times that it was so fucked up mentally where, you know, someone would, you know, get hit with a 10 yard holding penalty. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, we're looking at second and 20 now. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. That's, that's a, that's 200 yards of bear crawls yeah. tomorrow. And like, you were, you're almost more concerned about that. It's like, well, fuck, give up the sack. At least we don't have to, I mean, we're down oh, 17 no. points anyway. Like, don't, <laughs> don't grab them. <laughs> like, yeah. let's, let's, let's not start bear crawling here. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. It makes sense. It's, uh, it's tough for TCO Strander, though. <laughs> tough, tough, tough for him. But yeah, oh, I just remember, like, especially if you weren't playing that day and you're just like sitting there counting offensive penalties, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And, uh, yeah, so that wasn't the best motivating factor, but it also wasn't fucking abuse of powers, you know, making us do physical exercise on a Division One football team. Like, that's like that's a standard thing. I uh, I don't want to talk about hazing the whole time, but I am interested. Do you, did you overlap with Jonathan Martin at all? Um, yeah, he was uh, a freshman when I was a senior. Did he uh, seem like he was probably going to be involved in the biggest NFL hazing scandal that I can remember? <laughs> You know what he did? Uh, he did not. Uh, he was he was a good dude, man. Good kid, quiet. Um, but yeah, just you know, I think his background and the Pouncey brothers' background were about as far as you could be. Um, as far as you know, how you know, growing up and all that stuff, and then just you know, their character was about as far as you can be. And um, I think it was uh, you know, frankly, Nebraska guy, right? The guard. Uh, it was. Pouncy, well, so incognito That's was a bad was one, of, but yeah. Pouncy was just as fucking, yeah, Pouncy, the Miami okay. Pouncy, I can't remember if it's Marquise yeah. or the other one, but Pouncy was just as fucking okay. bad. It was the two of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, just not a lot of high character between those two guys. And, you know, honestly, the fact that John was black and, you know, was raised the way he was probably hurt him. Um, you know, if it would have been a white guy. They probably would have just written that off as like, oh, it's, you know, nerdy white yeah. guy. Um, but, you know, it doesn't help sometimes when, um, you know, you, you go to Harvard Westlake and, you know, your parents are both professors. Um, that, you know, that doesn't always align with what people expect of you when you're an NFL left tackle who's uh, who's black. So, you know, he it was, you know, those guys were not not good. They were they were they were shitty teammates. Um, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't a car wash, you know, where oh, all the freshmen have to walk to the fat guys doing the car wash, yeah. you know, that's, that's an inclusive hazing, um, with it's, you know, 
two veterans going after a rookie, it's a little bit different. Um, and, you know, the NFL is just a different beast, too, because, you know, there's a lot of money at stake. So I get it. Um, people people take that shit seriously. And, you know, it's um, they're not necessarily on your side as much as in a college environment where it's like, hey, you know, we're all in this thing together. Like we're all at the same school. Um, this is, this is what our goals are. Rising ship lifts all boats. Um, in the NFL, you know, there's, there's only so much money to go around and there's only so many roster spots and, you know, it's very much a, all right, let's, let's make sure that we can be as strong as possible, as fast as possible. And I think there's a little bit of those guys. All right, let's, let's run this guy out of here. Um, you know, a little vigilante justice. So it is, it is what it is. Um, I got, you know, I know it's been weird, but uh, I've been, it's, I don't want to say pro hazing, but I've been much lax on hazing than uh, a lot of people will for a lot of other stuff. Um, but you know, there, there is real hazing that can, can go too far and you know, where, where it becomes, you know, especially when it's not inclusive of, you know, Hey, this is something we all do as a team. You know, all the freshmen are gonna, you know, go through the car wash or whatever your little weird ritual is your weird fat guy shit. Um, it's when it's one guy and it's, you know, two guys on his unit. Like that's just, that, that, that's where it gets rough. Yeah. Everything I've heard about Richie incognito, he seems like a guy who, uh, would be great to have 18 beers and watch roadhouse with, but also is like a fucking mean drunk, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's bipolar. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, I think he has, I think, he, I mean, there's a reason to get what fuck he I think he made first team all big 12 as a freshman and still got kicked out of Nebraska. Yeah. Like, you know how fucking crazy you have to be to get kicked out of fucking Nebraska when you're producing on the field. Yeah. And then he got kicked out of Oregon after like two weeks, right? <laughs> like, he didn't even play in a game at Oregon. And he got kicked off the team. Yeah, no, he's nuts. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, can I, yeah, can I whatever. get you to talk at all about the, uh, the Pacific 12 Conference? The Conference of Champions? Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great 2023. <laughs> you know, you look at some of the quarterbacks in this league, Caleb Williams, Phoenix, um, rising over at Utah. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a really good year for the conference. Um, as far as what happens after 2023, um, you know, just looking around, I think the Atlantic Coast Conference is, is on the rise. <laughs> Um, I see them really, really becoming a player here in, in the next year. Um, you know, they, they've already got Notre Dame in the conference. They make a couple more additions. You know, we'll we'll see where they're at. But um, I mean, no, obviously, it's just it's fucking terrible. Like it sucks. Like it was bad when USC and UCLA left. Um, and it just it sucks. Like. And I don't even think the people at those schools are really that excited about the Big Ten. No. Um, There's no way. Like, I know in Arizona, no one's fired up for the Big 12. Like, they're they're excited that they're not, you know, homeless, but they're not, like, fired up for Big 12 football um, or Big 12 basketball or, you know, no one wants to go to fucking Manhattan, Kansas in November. Um, yeah. It's, like, whenever A&M left for the SEC, I think that those A&M fans were fucking over the moon. Uh, I even mm -hmm. think that, you know, I mean, like I thought that Texas and Oklahoma leaving fucking blows, but mm -hmm. I didn't really get the sense that their fan bases felt that way. There's no way that any of these Pac-12 schools think that it's great that West Coast football is going to die and that they'll just be playing, you know, fucking. I mean, what I like the SEC is one thing. The Big Ten is just like not that good of a conference. Like they're, they're yeah, all right. But, like, it's just that they have their TV money handled. That's what's going on. It's not like, oh, yeah. we get to play the best all the time. You get to play fucking yeah. Michigan State all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Maryland. This fucking fight on, you know? I'm yeah. sure they're just super jacked about that. Like, I'm sure, you know, when they're they're checking off all the great road trips they can take in the Big Ten, you know? It's, it's Minnesota. It's Purdue. It's Rutgers. Like, just, I'm sure USC fans are just chomping at the bit. To, to get out there and see Jersey. Yeah. Um, it's, it is what it is. And then you almost hope that they just, you know, at this point they have four West coast teams. It's like, fuck, add another four and just get eight and just let them play themselves over on the West coast and play two big 12, big 10 teams a year and get it back to normal. I mean, that's what I'm hoping it'll go to here in five years, but 
you never know. It's just yeah, and, you know, and I mean, like not, that that'd be better than nothing. But I don't know. There's not that many huge programs on the West Coast. It's not as like you know part of the reason they're in this predicament is it's not as football crazed in the area of the country. It's not as densely yeah. populated as the rest of the country. Um, and so, you know, there's not that many huge programs. And, you know, if four of them are going to play in the Big Ten, then that's hamstringing things pretty badly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's just, there's yeah, people in the West Coast don't really care about college sports. Um, they're not, I mean, they're not big sports fans anyway, unless, you know. Yeah. A pro team is really – I mean, there's a ton of Lakers fans. I mean, L.A. is so big that you're going to run into some decent fans. But, like, you know, freaking the Bay Area is a huge population. And, you know, they basically haven't been able to support any team for more than a four-year period other than the Niners and the Giants. Like, yeah, the Gold And, I mean, gold even, Warriors, even the Niners have fucking shit attendance. Yeah, the Niners' attendance isn't, isn't even that good. And, like, the Warriors, you know, in the middle of a dynasty are doing fine. But, you know, I was fucking – at in you know I was living in the Bay Area you know right before Steph Curry got drafted and you know those teams weren't great but they had Baron Davis they had Antoine Jameson they were you know decent you know they beat the Mavs that one year and like you couldn't give those tickets away like those tickets like you'd go to a game and there'd be three thousand people there um, so you know the Bay Area is just not a not a huge sports town you know I'm in Phoenix like unless the Suns are good yeah like you know no one really I mean people are okay into the Cardinals and Diamondbacks, but like, you know, if, if the Suns aren't good, then, you know, it's just not a good sports sound. It's just, it is, it is what it is. It's just sports. I think it's because it's, you know, there's so many transplants out West people, you know, relocate yeah. to the West that they might be sports fans, but they don't give a shit about the local teams. You know, there's as many Cubs ben. and Steelers fans here as there are Diamondbacks and um, Cardinals fans. Um, so you just, you run into that and yeah. And, you know, people, you know, California was always the big recruiting ground for the Pac-12. Like, that's where it was all about. And, you know, they're just not developing the level of football players that they are in the southeast part of the country right now. Um, you know, part of it is just rules. You know, they basically, you know, are, have gone really, really heavy on player safety from a high school standpoint, which, you know, I get it. But, like, you know, they're not seeing a lot of that in the in the, in the in the deep south in Texas. Um, you yeah. Know, they're still two a days, you know, they're still, you know, going pad practices whenever they want. Um, and, you know, you look at the, especially up front, offense and defensive linemen that, you know, come out of, you know, the Southeast and Texas and the ones that come out of California. And it's just, they don't look like the same dudes. Even the, you know, big recruits coming out of California to play those positions. Um, they don't look like the dudes coming from the other part of the country. And it's, you know, it's it's hurt it's hurt the conference. The conference just isn't as good as those schools anymore. Even USC, you know, USC, you know, has a Heisman Trophy winner right now, so they're 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 going to be solid. But you look at their front seven, and you're not like, holy shit, how are we going to block those guys? You know, it's not Brian Cushing, Clay Matthews, Ray Maluga, Dexter Jackson, Cedric Ellis. You know, where they got you know seven guys that are going to go in the first two rounds on the front seven. Um, you know, that's what Clemson and Georgia is rolling out now. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of hard to untangle from the fact that Lincoln Riley's teams were kind of that way at Oklahoma, where, mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't have those dynamics. So, you know, I don't know. It might just be that Riley's an offense first guy and he's not going to have defenses that, you know, play like that. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I am, yeah. I am interested, like, you know, the conference is having these struggles at a time when the on-field product, I mean, like, you know, Last year was great. Like Utah mm -hmm. was fucking awesome and USC mm -hmm. had the Heisman winner and everything. And you feel good about USC going forward. A lot of people are predicting them to be in the playoff this year. But that was kind of like a big turnaround from year after year recently. The champion is just not a factor in the playoff. Like if USC fires Clay Helton or just never hires Clay Helton and instead gets a competent coach – what, what do you think the chances are that the, the conference stays together? I still think it's low just because Larry Scott was so fucking out of, like, just just out to lunch. Him and the ASU president, Crow, just, like, had no real concept of um, just, like, how how things, like, what the world was actually, like, like what, what was happening out there, what the product was for, for the thing we were marketing. 
Um, you know, you look at the Pac-12, and when realignment first started happening, it's like, oh, our markets are Seattle, Washington, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Arizona. You know, we added Salt Lake City and Denver. Like those are like compare those television markets to the fucking Big Twelve, and it's like it's not even close just from like that. But the big, you know, what the original sin of the of Larry Scott really was, you know, pissing off Directv by overvaluing just because you know just because there's however many fucking million people in Los Angeles doesn't mean they're going to call and cancel Directv if the Pac-12 network's on over there. So and then once. Once that happened, where we weren't on DirecTV and DirecTV noticed, oh, shit, it's not really affecting us at all, um, everyone realized, okay, this is a paper tiger. Like, they have all these huge TV markets, but they don't have passionate fan bases in those markets. And that kind of started slowly dominoing stuff. So, like, even if the USC fires Clay Helton and, they're, you know, they're a powerhouse, you know, they, they, they find the next Pete Carroll and they've won, you know, two national titles out of the last five years – I don't think it really affects them because I think the conf- the, the TV networks would have seen that the conference is not as valuable as Larry Scott thought it was. And, you know, he pissed people off. He didn't want to take another network partner for the Pac-12 network. Like he thought he was going to do everything on his own and he was the smartest guy in the room. And I think there was a little bit of everyone being like, fuck that guy. I'm not dealing with him. We're going to fucking stick it to these guys. And that's that's kind of what happened. Um you know, we could have had Texas and Oklahoma. He didn't want to let Texas keep the Longhorn Network. So yeah, Texas that's, backed that's out the, the most second. insane thing to think about. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, it, it just, always looked like the Big 12 was going to be the conference to collapse. And I would say mm-hmm. that that, like, if they just make that decision differently, obviously, then the Big 12 oh, yeah. is the conference to collapse. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, there's, yeah, that that one is 100%. Yeah, if he does that, they they stay. If I think if he signs up with DirecTV with the Pac-12 network in year one, the big t- if the Big Twelve doesn't collapse, the Pac-12 doesn't collapse at the very least. If they you know if they take a network partner with the Pac-12 network, probably doesn't collapse. Um, there's eight million things that they could have done if they would have taken the thirty million dollar a year deal this year instead of saying oh we're worth fifty million dollars a year without UCLA and USC. Because some fucking professor, uh, my money's on ASU professor, but it could be a Stanford professor. I don't know what fucking dickhead nerd said, oh, no, we should hold out for more money. Like that, that killed the conference. Like there's so many stops along the way that had nothing to do with the on-field product of the Conference of Champions um, that would have saved it. And just at no point did anyone show even a little bit of humility and be like, hey, like, I know we, we think we're fucking great and, you know, the Rose Bowl and all these national championships. But at some point you got to look around and be like, well, our fucking stadiums aren't as full as these other conferences. Um, you know, I go on Twitter, you know, the level of insane Pac-12 fan is much lower than the level of the insane everybody else's fan. So just because there's a lot of like passion is so much more important than anything else. And Pac-12 just didn't have any passion. Okay. And, you know, we hired all these outside college sports guys, you know, Scott and, you know, whatever the new guy's name is, Krakow or whatever his fucking yeah. shit name is. Um, and, you know, we got outsmarted by a guy that was just like, by an AD, you know, Bob Bowlesby is just like, hey, I'm not a TV executive, work executive, but I hang out with a bunch of fucking college administrators, all, you know, my entire career. And he was able to he was able to outmaneuver, you know, the, the big fancy, te- you know, the big fancy super agents from women's tennis or wherever. Did you uh have you have you seen like the details of the like what they had on the on the table with Apple? Like that mm-hmm. like the Pac-12 collapsing is I don't know, the worst thing to happen in sports in however long like it's so fucking bad. I hate it so much. Yeah. But like uh the Apple deal almost seems worse. Like you would have <laughs> you would have had to pay like I would have had to shell out like 150 bucks to watch any Pac-12 games at all. That's fucking crazy. And I'm crazy. sure they would have like th- – I mean, the one thing I learned from the DirecTV fiasco is it's such a pain in the dick when you can't watch your team on sports bars. And I'm not sure if you were aware of this. Most sports bars only carry DirecTV because that's where you could get NFL Sunday ticket. Now yeah. with YouTube TV getting it this year, it's going to be interesting what sports bars do. But it's such a pain in the ass to not be able to find – a like 
I'd call all over Dallas to find like there was like two bars in Dallas that had the Pac-12 network. Like it is so miserable. And then they were going to yeah. go to Apple TV pay-per-view. So yeah. basically if I wasn't going over to my house or my friend's house, I will never see Pac-12 football again. That was their plan. Um, yeah, that blows. Like, yeah, I like, almost would rather insane. they just fucking go to other conferences at that point. Yeah, like even if you have you, you know, you're like, hey, this is the only way the conference survives. So if you love Oregon State football, rally around and get your subscription to Apple TV. So like the money's there somewhat like no one will ever see your teams play like you just <laughs> you will be in a vacuum um, essentially. And I just yeah, it was it was an insane, insane thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't blame anybody who's like, oh, that's the plan. All right. Like I will go anywhere else yeah. other than that. Like how, how do you even present that with a straight face? Yeah. It's a bad idea. Um, so like, I don't know. Do you have any level of enthusiasm for the ACC? What do you think is going to happen with Stanford? I'd rather join the Mountain West or go independent. Like, really? Honestly, like, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I don't fucking care about playing yeah. Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Fucking Virginia. Like what, like, what is that? Like, I just, I have no interest in it. Like Cal is, I mean, Cal would be the only school that comes with us. Like I fucking hate them. Like that's the one school in the Pac-12. I wouldn't care if they died. Um, you know, it would be nice to be in the same conference as you guys, you know, uh, we'll, you know, another traditional ACC power, Notre Dame. It's a rival, you know, the legends trophy being in conference game. There is a certain appeal of that. Um, I, it might be worth it just if like they do, like if they follow Dabo Sweeney around the first time he plays a road game in Berkeley and he just walks around the campus, um, <laughs> I would, that could make the whole thing worth it. But like, I, I'm like, I'm going to go to Greensboro, North Carolina for the college basketball tournament. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And then, oh, that's like a much better conference tournament. Like, no, like Vegas is fun. Like, I don't want to go to freaking Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I'm a college baseball fan. Like, we're traveling all the way across the country every other week, you know, for three-game series. Like, that's – it sucks. It, I'd like, like I said, I'd rather go independent in football and play in the Mountain West and other sports or just go in the Mountain West. I like the Mountain West. Rename it the WAC. Take the WAC back. The WAC was a fun conference in the 80s and 90s. We can take the WAC back. Um, but Yeah, the payout's just, just so different. Yeah, I mean, I don't even – like, we're never going to win a national title again, like – Basically, we're never going to pay a coach anything near what we paid Shaw. Apparently, you know when it when it got out how much Shaw was making, like that ruffled a lot of feathers um, in the Stanford administration. Um, and that was the winningest coach of all time, an alum. Like everything went right, and it was a bunch of deferred money. Like there's a reason, like all that happened for him to be that highly paid. But then once it got out, like it was, you know, they saw it as an embarrassment that our, we were paying our football coach that much money. You know, why aren't we paying our president who, you know, fucking commits academic fraud, um, that level of money. So I think, you know, Stanford, I'm, I'm just hoping we don't drop football, which I could see that becoming a roar here in the next five years. So, yeah, it just seems easier to drop football if it's only bringing in nine million or whatever the Mountain West payout is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to figure with, you know, the all time winningest school in uh, national champions chips um in, in collegiate athletics that gotta get that's gotta get into at least 11 11 and a half million a year so have you ever met condoleezza rice uh i have, I have. <laughs> amazing tell <laughs> yeah, me everything yeah a few uh, nice times lady. <laughs> yeah nice lady um she's a fan she you gave know? a pregame speech to the boys um let's go beat those ga- let's go beat those golden bears <laughs> she really did yeah. That, Jesus not against, Christ! Not against Cal, but um, she was an honorary captain. Harbaugh called game. her in. Uh, yeah, Harbaugh had her in. I can't remember who we played. That it might have been TCU. She was when we played TCU at home my fifth year. Yeah, that sounds kind of right. Um, we lost that game, so nice job, Condi. <laughs> Didn't fire up the troops enough, apparently. But no, nah, she's nice lady. She's impressive. She's like she's she's got. You know, you can see, you can kind of see how she rose as high as she did. Like, she's not one of those people who are like, oh, this fucking Jake off. Like, you're like, all right. Like, you're, she, she talks, she's, she's got a presence. It takes a lot of acumen to illegally invade Iraq. 
You got to be moving the, the pieces around the chessboard pretty swiftly. Um, as far as like actual uh, football shit goes, uh, very interested in your thoughts on the season. Um, I don't know, man. The idea that uh, Mike Bobo is going to be coordinating the offense of the clear-cut number one favorite doesn't really add up to me. I, I don't know where you're at with it. Yeah, I just – I mean, there's just a lot of question marks for Georgia. And, I, I mean, I guess what it comes down to is, like, is their defense going to be so fucking good that it doesn't matter? Because, you know, I imagine their defense is going to be very, very, very good. I'm sure that it'll point, be good, but the <laughs> SEC is too competitive. Like, you're playing against other teams who have pretty similar defenses that actually have some fucking – I mean, they're catching a break that Alabama's – like, if Bryce Young were back – then like, yeah. you know, I would not, but I mean, you know, our, uh, our backup is going to just, uh, tear things up. I don't know, but you know, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that, uh, I hope LSU falls flat on their face, but they've got a veteran quarterback. I'm sure they have a good defense. It, it seems a little like, I, I know everything George has done recently, but I don't know, man, I, I, I think that I would probably lean a little bit towards LSU in a head-to-head matchup. I mean, it does seem wide open. Um, you know, Bama, LSU, Georgia, like if any one of those three teams, you know, won it, I would not be shocked. Um, I'm not I'm not in love with Clemson this year, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Klubnik um, might be the truth. If he yeah, is, then, yeah, and, you if, know. if he's great, then yeah. they got a shot. Yeah. If he's, like, great. Um you know, I think Ohio State's going to have an awesome offense. Um, but I, I don't know. Michigan has a lot of guys back and, you know, has a lot of talent. But I just have a hard time. It's it's hard to envision a world where the national champion doesn't come out of the SEC right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe we'll see it. Um, I just – I don't think Ryan Day's that dude at Ohio State. And that's like one of the few teams that I think could do it in theory. Like I know people like Florida State this year, but are you like, holy shit, Not look out much. for the Knowles? Yeah, no one's like no one's like seriously considering them. I mean, fuck, if Notre Dame plays Navy twelve times, look out. Hey. <laughs> I could see them taking it home. But I uh I do like I don't know. I I, I think that a lot of the times for teams that aren't Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, that it's the the times whenever someone who's not them pops up and does something big, it just comes from quarterback, you know, yeah. like even you could even argue that like Clemson, uh, you know, as much as they built up their program, that a lot of that is just, you know, you get Lawrence and some different Watson. shit can happen. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence back. Yeah. Back. Joe Burrow, yeah. huge fucking example of this, you know? So like, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if Sam Hartman is that, but it's a much better chance of being that than anything else in my life. Like, you know, I, I liked Ian Book as much as anyone, but like, he's yeah. not that. Uh, so I, I don't know. My, just my only hope for us ever winning a playoff game is, you know, I mean, we're plugging along at a pretty solid level. We're like, you know, we're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl about as often as we're not. Um, but like, you know, so whenever there's a lot of programs around that level that you just, you get the quarterback and it takes you to something else. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we got a shot. That's what, you know, I have a buddy who's, who coached at Arizona under, uh, under Stoops and, uh, he's a big Michigan fan now, isn't it? He doesn't coach anymore. And, uh, that's like, he's like, that's what he thinks Michigan really is. It's like, all right, you know, hang out when nine, 10 games a year. And then when you get a quarterback is when you got to make a run. Yes. Um, we'll see if JJ McCarthy is that guy. Um, I think he does some things well, but I'm also not like, yeah, Oh, you can't waste, you can't waste a JJ McCarthy season. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe it gets a lot better. Um, but you know, Maybe I'm also a little sour because I lost a mon- ton of money because he fucking throws two pick sixes in that playoff game. So maybe I'm a little um, a little bitter, but t- towards old JJ. But yeah, I mean, it's just you're just doubting the frogs know. over and over, dude. It's when are you <laughs> gonna learn? <laughs> well, the good news is I think I made a lot of it back when uh, I, I, my brother went to the national title game, and uh, when. You know, I think TCU stopped Georgia on fourth down or they converted on fourth down like the first drive of the game. And um, he was just like he's like he was like at the game and just was like looking at the teams on the field. And he was just like bet every cent you have on Georgia. 
And <laughs> I, in hindsight, I wish I would have like sold my car and you know put yeah. the cash on Georgia yeah. in the middle of it. But we did empty the accounts. Um, so I doubted the frogs back to back weeks, and I did end up making more money um, than I would have if I had just won my initial bet. Because yeah, the, the frogs were. You know, great, great story. Good for them. Um, I mean, do they have a lot back? I know they lost the quarterback and the receiver, obviously. I think they have a decent amount back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that there's a lot of optimism around the receivers that they have. And then uh, mm-hmm. the quarterback who's replacing him won the job in camp and then got hurt. It's uh, Chad Morris's son, Chandler. So oh. we've got uh, some optimism around the Frogs, I believe. Yeah, Chandler Morris. That's I can see why. I can, what about what's uh what's the vibe with SMU right now? What are they you know are they ready to take on UNC every year? Is that is they're just all in on the ACC? I don't know. I'm I'm I'd like to because the you know obviously they lost Dykes. He's at TCU now. Yeah, and so they didn't have the kind of year they were having whenever he was there. And I mm-hmm. think it's Rhett Lashley is the head coach mm-hmm. now. And until uh-huh. he puts up something, yeah. I, I feel comfortable saying that Rhett Lashley's a you got to prove it to me kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But like, are they thinking that the ACC thing's going to happen, or are they? Yeah, everything. I mean, I don't. I don't know about SMU fans specifically, but all the reporting I've read indicates that the ACC thing is is likely to go through with Stanford, mm-hmm. Cal, and because I the I saw some quote of like they took a straw poll and it was one vote short, but even the guys who were voting against conceded that one of them was going to flip whenever it came time to actually decide. Uh-huh. So I don't All know. Right. I think that I think it'll probably happen. And I mean, you know, as someone who lives a uh, public transport stop away from SMU, it's exciting that maybe yeah. there'll be teams that aren't dog shit. that come to play there occasionally. That'd be tight. Yeah. I'd love to see yeah. Clemson play down the street from my house. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I, I recall you being, uh, a little bit excited at uh, Joe Milton's debut at Michigan. Now that he mm-hmm. is uh, with Tennessee, where where you know we've had a lot of ups and downs since that debut. The idea of a uh, Tennessee a lot, team, a, a, a lot of ups for Joe Milton since the debut. I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot of ups. <laughs> you know he's doing his best, and now it's his program. Josh Heupel yeah. calling the shots. Joe Milton just going out there. Letting that strong arm, uh, you know, just carry him, carry the day. Do you think they have? I mean, I don't know. Tennessee seemed like a. I mean, they beat Alabama last year. Yeah, that and like maybe the best game of the year. Yeah, um, that was like an incredible game. So, yeah, I mean, the offense looked great last year, right? And you know, I don't think you know. I'm definitely not a. Well, you know, let's see how that offense looks without Malik Hooker. You know, back there, I'm not. I'm not a huge Malik yeah. Hooker guy. Um, yeah. I mean, he throws a great ball. He, he, it, it looks good. And college offenses, you know, there, there's still a lot of variance. Like when, when people start talking about the NFL, it's like, oh, he's just in a bad system. It's like, well, they all basically run the same shit. Like it's like college, you can really do a lot different stuff. I mean, to look at Sam Hartman. Like, you know, I'm not saying he didn't play well at Wake Forest, but I, was, I mean, I think that was probably the best game I've ever seen Sam Hartman play because he's not running slow mesh fucking 18 times a game. Yeah, um, he's running, you know, he's running a real offense, you know, with with some good skill players and like he looked completely different. So, you know, not saying that Joe Melton, you know, playing under Harbaugh, like, you know, Harbaugh, there have been a lot of QBs that are successful with the stuff that Harbaugh runs. But, you know, maybe what Melton wants to do and likes to do, I mean, they're going to spread you out and throw it deep at Tennessee. And those seem like that seems to align with his skill set. Um, like I can see it happening, but, you know. I got to see it. I got to see it for real and not just in my head before I'm like, look out for Joe Melton. Yeah. I th- I think if I were a quarterback, I'd rather play for Heupel than Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely, you're definitely going to get more shots to do, to do cool shit. Um, you know, th- I guess the, the argument would be is like one definitely will, people will be more, it's an easier transfer to what you're going to do than at the next level. If you're playing for Harbaugh. Um, just as far as, you know, what you're running and, you know, the formations and you're under center sums, so you're actually dropping back and you have to, you know, make checks at the line in the running game. And um, but it's definitely not as fun as, you know, the the old Baylor offense where it's just, yeah, everyone 
spread out as wide as possible and, you know, fucking go deep. Uh, got asked the question in the season preview, is Texas back? <laughs> I'm going to say Texas is not back. Uh. Um, I know. I know. Um, I'm also not an Arch Manning believer. Um, I wasn't a real believer when he committed. And then like, you know, I know it's just spring practice for a kid who barely graduated high school, but uh, he did not look the part, did he? <laughs> he just... Yeah, just, but he yeah, won't just, have anything to do with this year. I, I think uh, yours is good. Yeah, I think yours has his chance. He's got to stay healthy, you know. Um, you know, hurt guys get hurt. I'm not sure if it was just bad, you know, not the best offensive line. So he got hurt last year or is he just a guy that gets hurt? Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what that looks like. I mean, here's the thing. They were not back last year and B. John Robinson might have been the best player in college football. Yeah. And they were still not back with him. I losing him i gotta imagine it's gonna i mean i'm sure they'll have a i doubt texas has a shortage of very good running backs but i mean i don't think they have another Bijan robinson um lying around austin and we'll see i just i don't know the big 12 to me is that's another conference where i just have no idea what's um what's gonna happen um, yeah texas being the prohibitive favorite that seems insane like they are the betting favorite yeah yeah and like they're the betting favorite, and I just nothing they did last year made me think, oh, that's they're going to win the conference next year. Like I, did they have more nothing they've than done since there? Colt McCoy left makes you think yeah. that they're going to win a conference. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see. I, I don't think Texas is back. Um, I don't think the U is back. Um, I don't think Mario has got it going quite yet. Um, Nebraska I, new coach. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the hire. Um, I'll, I'll say that for Nebraska. I'm, I'm interested to see Wisconsin too. If we're talking about, you know, um, yeah, I'm interested to see Wisconsin. Yeah, if we're talking uh, about Big Ten teams with new coaches, them going air raid, I could see that being a fucking disaster. I could also see that, which would be funny, but like, it would. It could also be great. Lots of teams have gone air raid and fucking. Turn shit around and establish new highs. That that happens more frequently than not. I think it's a very yeah, good offensive system. But Wisconsin yeah, is the last place like I would run it. Been a ton of teams that like go air raid and just like a complete flop. Yeah, um, it it really hasn't happened. I mean, shit, Stanford's going spread this year. Not you know pure air raid, but definitely spread. So we will see what we'll see what that looks like. Um, not not excited, but. We'll see. And then, uh, you know, your uh, your old coach, Jim Harbaugh, serving a three-game suspension. He has four coaches <laughs> being head coaches during a three-game suspension. Thought that was a bit <laughs> odd. It, it, yes. It's, I mean, the whole story is odd. Um, what I what, get, what was know, it? I, I mean, I've been kind of following, but I, mm -hmm. could you recap it? Yeah, basically, there were some guys on campus during COVID and he bought them cheeseburgers, recruits. And, um, you know, if you look at it in the NCAA ways, it's like, hey, you weren't supposed to be talking to recruits while they're on, you know, during this time because no one was supposed to be on campus. Um, if you look at it from, I think, Harbaugh's perspective, it's like, hey, it wasn't an official visit. The kids showed up um, and, you know, fucking that happens with unofficial visits all the time. Um, and, you know, he bought him a fucking cheeseburger, which – that does seem to be something they agree on. Like that was the impermissible benefit. Like he bought, he bought the two guys lunch. Um, and I mean, basically they, they keep wanting Jim to say he lied about giving an impermissible benefit. And Jim just keeps saying, no, I, I didn't lie. And now they're fucking pissed at him for not admitting a lie. And they're just in a stalemate, a struggle of wills where Jim's like, you're a fucking joke of an organization. I refuse to cede any authority to you. And the NCAA is, you know, really with the NIL totally useless now. Um, I think we've seen with conference realignment there, they have zero power to do absolutely fucking anything in the best interest of the game. And yeah, so now it's just, you know, Jim dug his heels in, um, not wanting to concede anything to the NCAA and the NCAA who have to realize that this is like literally nothing. Like, I don't think he'd be suspended for a quarter if he would have just said like, Oh yeah, I did that. I'm sorry. Um, is now trying to fucking throw the book at him because they're impotent and have to feel some power somewhere. 
it's hard to go to battle with the NCAA and not have the NCAA look like the sillier party. But I don't know, man. <laughs> like, if you just said, like, I'm sorry about the cheeseburger thing, and you know what? Maybe I wasn't totally honest the first time you guys asked. Then you can just coach your team in every game. But then if you just go this route, you could have four different men running into uh, <laughs> to tell the team what's what. I don't know. I just... I just hope that uh, Rutgers takes advantage of the opportunity that's in front of him. I mean, it would be hilarious. As someone who roots for Michigan, um, you know, just for Jim, I it would be I, I would find that very funny. Um, so I'm not rooting for that to happen, but I would see the humor in that happening. Um, I mean, it would be. I mean, that would that would be great. Uh, always want to know the uh, the teams that you plan to gamble on this year. I know you're um, uh, you're big on Vandy, but I, I can't assume that that's uh, it seems like that just a week zero. Yeah, that was a week zero thing. Um, and yeah, Vandy may never bet on Vandy again. In fact, after uh, after that performance, um, who do we who do we like this year? So, someone who I I mean I I was really good to me last year, and you know they lost their best player by far. So I can see why. But I think they're going to be undervalued because I really like their coach, Kansas State. I always like betting on Kansas State, especially yeah. when they're at home. I just I got good feelings there. Um, I'm too late. I, I love betting on Tulane every year, and last year came up big for me. Obviously, with the season they played, um, I, I'm worried they might be a little overvalued this year. That that is a concern for me. But I, I just I love Willie Fritz. I love what they do. Um, I like Oregon State this year. I know they're in the top 25, so maybe they're overvalued too, but um, they looked so good the last part of last season, and they got a lot back, and I think Jonathan Smith's a really good coach, so I, I, I feel good about them. I mean, I know then, the, um, the betters never pay attention to the AP rankings, but the fact that Tulane was 24 seemed crazy to me. They beat mm -hmm. USC, and they returned yeah. their quarterback. I don't know what else is gone, but... I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think I'd be inclined to slot them higher than twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're going to be a good team. Um, and Oregon and then, State, like, uh, I think it's probably a big upgrade that they got Weungale, but also I don't know. Sometimes, oh yeah, he looks like he doesn't really know how to play football. I think he. I mean, I really like what. Jonathan Smith has done at Oregon State. So I think if anyone's going to get something out of him, it's him. And I think their offense is good. Like, you know, they're going to run the piss out of the ball again. I, I imagine they're going to do it successfully. And he's just going to throw a lot of play action stuff. It's just going to look good. He's going to move around a little bit back there. Um, I, uh, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I, I'm Obviously, I'd love Stanford to win the conference. But, you know, unless – Unless Joshua Carter gets really hot and we get in field goal range a ton, um, I'm not really seeing that happening. So I'm really rooting. I and I think it's possible if Oregon State won the last year of the Pac-12 with everyone else going out, like that would be the best story in college football in a long time. That would be hilarious. And I am 115 percent rooting for that. So um, yeah, that's the real like Oregon State. And I mean, I don't know. You know, I like Washington State. Like they're mm -hmm. the ones that are just fucked. Like no one yeah. thinks that they're ever going to be back in the power five again. And yeah. I don't know. That sucks. I like them. Yeah. It sucks. Sucks for great, great baseball program too. Yeah. And just adios. So <sighs> it's too bad. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, do you have any other, uh, you know, big takes to leave us with on uh, college football season? No, I mean, just, just even the week zero games, this was not a great week zero lineup. But How was, dare you? It was it was so good to just be back. Um, and then just like weirdly, you know, like the San Diego State kid hitting the ref with the face in the face with the football. The New Mexico kid getting New Mexico State kid getting his helmet turned all the way around so he can't see and he's running around for a little bit before he just throws it away. Like that's just that's just good stuff. You know, that's that's ball. Um I I I loved it. I'm so glad it's back. Um, really can't wait, you know, for the Stanford Hawaii game on Friday night, late night kickoff Thursday. <sighs> we've got great football. Who do we got on Thursday this week? Florida at Utah. 
Oh, just love it. Amazing. Just, that's such a great game. That did is, you uh did you watch Swamp Kings? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Um I you know, I think once I heard like what was left out, I'm sure there's some really good stuff in there. Dude, it's good. Once you hit, I, I know what you're it, saying. Uh, don't don't skip it because of that. That's I wanted there to be a whole episode about Percy Harvin punching the coach. Yeah, and, no, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, that it, I would have liked to have that stuff in, but don't mm-hmm. let the radical left on Twitter convince you that uh-huh. this is not. It's a complete it, waste of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, it's fucking, it's four hours about Florida in the 2000s. It fucking rules. There's probably some good shit in there. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. All right, you talked me into it. You talked <laughs> me into it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, uh, uh, I had a great time talking with you. I hope you have a great season, Ben. Yeah, me, me too. Um, you know, I hope we have a great season as well. I hope you guys, you know, go one and 11. <laughs> uh, that's 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 what I'm rooting for there. But um, we'll we'll see you for the Legends Trophy. We'll have to see if we can defend it as the current holders. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, that sucks. All right. Anyways, we'll see you. All right. Later. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.